0: All right, guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Um, today, let's uh, talk about an author, because um, I don't really have any series prepared right now. I've been reading uh, a couple books by the author, Al- um, Arthur Herman. Um, I think he's a bit underrated um, in the um, historian's world, and then I... I've been reading his books uh pretty much back to back. Um I I read uh, 1917 uh the battle between uh L- uh Wilson and Lenin. Um and then I also read um Gandhi and Churchill, right? Uh, those are kind of a interesting perspective. I, you don't really see that a lot in the um historical or biographies realm. Uh, the last book I remember I read on this particular topic is um, Doris Goodwin's uh, The Bully Puppet, talks about uh, Theodore Roosevelt and then uh, the relationship between William Taft. And this is a little bit different because that book is a little bit, um, like they're, they're in the same era and they're in the same culture, but these two books which i think is uh, arthur's best books um the 1917 and then the um uh gundy and churchill they're in the same time frame but they are also from different perspectives they're from different cultures so when you read history books right or biographies you you, you are usually following one historical figures throughout their life right and it's it, it's very hard to to like present one person well in a biography, not to mention, um, you know, um, two person, right? Or or um, on, on, uh, on on unless you're you're like reading something like uh, war history or kind of um, ancient history, that's a different story. Um, so, in terms of the comparative biographies. I think Arthur Herman is my favorite author. Um, he he writes about people that have different uh, ideologies, right, or beliefs, and how they interact, and they do a good job explaining both sides of the story really, really well in the different books. So I just want to maybe start a couple. Maybe uh, take some time to talk about the examples between the 1917, uh, Lenin and Wilson, and then Gandhi and Churchill, kind of like tell you how, how like, interesting the argument is, and then kind of go from there. I, I, th- I That's probably a easier way to go. So um, in the book 1917, uh, Lenin and Wilson, um, it talks about the comparison between the founding of a communist movement. And also, a founding of another ideal, right? We have, uh, uh, Wilson as a um, academic, right? As a a academic idealist, if you may, um, he has his uh, fourteen points, right? He has his whole gesture about the United Nation. So both people are perfectionists, right? Both both are trying to work on their belief or their ideal, and. One has a negative impact, right? One has a positive impact. Well, one might argue that both ideals are unpractical, but those are kind of like the stark comparisons between the two. And in the book, right, uh, Gandhi and Churchill, same thing, right? Um, India was under the British rule uh, in late 1800s, early 1900s. And then there are a few of these uh events uh, progress that progress leads to the two nation collides and then the book also talks about how uh gandhi was educated right as a lawyer back in the uk and then how he chooses to do a non-violence movement right but churchill would never let go of india if he is in power right like he is very very some uh, some people say uh arthur saying in the book you know he is kind of a racist which you know sure like you know he uh, he is, you know, like um living in a late Victorian British era, right? So Churchill's belief, I think somebody documented it in nineteen thirty three, he believed that um India was unsuited <laughs> to de- to uh to uh democracy uh because of the quote cultural backwardness and the widespread illiteracy right so he kinda treated this as a way of saying, hey, like if we don't help them, nobody will. And then like they will just be a uh, third or fourth world country, right? And then kind of assuming that the Indian people will not improve, which is not true, obviously, right? Um, India is one of the, probably the fastest growing world power today. But many uh, historians think Churchill was, quote unquote, uh, driven by racial belief, when he made this uh, statement, so hopefully with those two examples, you can see that there is a very very cool kind of a stark contrast between the two uh, target in his biography, and it's very Im- uh, impactful. And I really really enjoy is I really enjoy the last chapters uh, when 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 Arthur kind of. Concludes this entire book, right? I will quote some of that uh, on the last chapter of uh, Gandhi and Churchill. So, Arthur Wright, two men born five years and 4,000 miles apart met once when they were both unknown to the public. One goes to save his country, and one goes to win a world war. Now, Churchill uh, spent his life trying to recreate the imperial grandeur. That had been his touch from his father's uh, generation, right? So this part means that Churchill is trying to restore the British ideal in the decline process, and Gandhi too lived a dream. He had convinced people, or uh, sorry, he, uh, he had conceived a dream that he saw as a law student in London. So he, so Gandhi, kind of like got enlightened when he was in uh, London. And he saw that India as a a spiritual home for the mankind and then creating a world of a spiritual harmony and growth. And he did do a lot of that by freeing India from the UK, but he left India in pieces. And, uh, you know, Gandhi himself was shot and killed in an uprising. Right. So which is I I think is is. A necessary part of historical event, right? Like China after we ended the um, in the um, imperial rule, same thing, right? Different warlords, you know, like separated China. as simply happened with India, right? So, so in in contrast, it doesn't really matter how hard Winston tries, he could not restore Britain's pride and self confidence in the world, right? So both both men kind of. Strive towards their ideal and both failed in a certain aspect. Uh, And then I think both men kind of more revered after their death. So above all, they believe that personal and political lives were inseparable. Gandhi spent his life insisting that Indian self-rule and the rule of self-awareness is the same thing. And the people who could not do the one cannot do the other. Now, Churchill believed that a strong nation was a necessary product of strong people as a nation or a race, right? So you can see there's some similarity in their belief system as well. So it's not that black and white. And to Churchill and to Gandhi, um, Arthur argues that they all been affected by race, right? By this kind of late Victorian nation perspective of race, of a strong nation, a better nation, a wider nation to a colony, right? To a colonial culture. And Gandhi was on the receiving side of it. And then uh, Winston was kind of in the um, uh, uh, applicator kind of a perspective, right? So both men failed to realize that Sheer will is not enough to change how others see the world, right? I, I, I think that, uh, this is probably the most impactful line that I took from the book is, you know, like sheer will cannot change others. It, like it might change yourself, but it cannot change others. Um, Gandhi was, you know, in prison for a for for a few years, right? Like sheer will propelled him to progress to. To, 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 to kind of free India. And Winston did it with a speeches, right? His his a will or his words or his a speech that helps others to get on the same page with him. And then across the 40 years of battle, both men enjoy victories and defeat. And then the world did not progress to either of these two men's dreams, right? So that was the end of the book by uh, Arthur. So, one of the things that I felt right after I finished the book is a sense of kind of like like a rewarding feeling kind of like oh yeah th- uh, this is pretty great like it kind of like, like you know, like Chinese we have this term called uh, 脑洞大开, da right so it, so it, it literally mean that somebody or or like something dig a hole on your skull and then you kind of start let, let your imaginary uh, or Or uh, let your thinking run wild i I kind of feel that in this book in these books right and there 's another book that he wrote uh, i 'm probably going to read it later, but highly highly recommend this book for anybody that's interested in comparative uh his uh, history kind of like somebody that 's like me who is very very fascinated by different perspectives and different interest among cultures and nations and philosophies. I think Arthur is a great read. Okay, cool. Um, so we have something planned, sort of, for for uh, later. It's probably not a series, probably like a case study, if you will. Um, so after I read uh, Gandhi and Churchill, I, I started like another book. We're going to gonna, uh, gonna uh, talk about it tomorrow in relationship to Churchill. And hopefully we can spend a couple of days on that and then kind of we go from there. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. And uh, if you like the podcast, share it with your friends, subscribe, and uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Cool, bye.